0: The Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey, is coming to Ball Arena on November 21st to sing Christmas classics, including her hit song, All I Want for Christmas Is You. Purchase your tickets before they're gone. Essential to the holiday season in Denver, A Christmas Carol is a joyous and opulent musical adaptation for the whole family that traces money-hoarding, curmudgeon Ebenezer Scrooge's triumphant overnight journey to redemption. Based on Charles Dickens' classic novel, the DCPA Theatre Company's production is a splendidly festive tradition that illustrates the meaning of the holiday season in a way that has resonated for generations. Join in as the city flips the switch to officially begin the nightly light and music shows at Denver's City and County Building. There will be a lively musical performance by the award-winning Colorado Children's Chorale. At approximately 5.15 p.m., city officials will flip the city's giant light switch to illuminate the season's first light and music show at Denver's city and county building. One of the best Division I hockey teams, the Denver Pioneers, will be facing Yale on the 24th and 25th. Make sure you bring the energy and support your local collegiate athletes. Enjoy the last free day of the year at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Advanced online registration is required and are for regular garden hours only and do not include ticketed events. For more information, visit BotanicGardens.org. Fan favorite ballet, The Nutcracker, returns to Denver featuring the company's custom-made sets and costumes. The Nutcracker is a festive, family-friendly production that has become synonymous with the spirit of holiday season and sees sold-out performances year after year. So get your tickets in advance. This holiday season, come embark on a fun-filled, 90-minute Denver Holiday Lights bus tour experience. This experience was designed to give you the best views and photo opportunities of Denver's most beautiful and famous landmarks magnificently lit up for this cheery time of the year. That's a quick look at what's happening in Denver this week. And stay updated on all things Denver by checking out our social media.
1: Hey. Hey.
2: He's not called Annabelle now, if that's okay.
3: To a serious degree. Oh, all these people came to see, and I said I wanna lay, surge you, and scream.
4: You guys still doing alright? It's cooling down, so we are getting better.
0: Cooling down but
4: we're heating up. Ooh, I like that. Bumper stickers. We're gonna play a little bit of an older one for you right now. This one's a, a song called Ghostland. earlier today when we were sound checking the guitar just stopped working we don't know why we think it's because we're haunted we think the actual ghost of Paul Revere is haunting us could be true I don't know, I'm no scientist or a ghost hunter same difference
2: my other guitar I bought today, it died before we took the stage earlier, looks like that one just died as well, but it's okay, I bought this one right before the show, sometimes when it rains and pours, that's for sure, it's kind of fitting because that's what the song's about.
3: Don't feel like a man (laughs)
2: Intro to that song. <laughs> We're gonna play
4: a song for you now off of our latest album, Monarch. We, uh, <laughs> indeed, we actually got a chance to play this song on Conan not too long ago at the start of January.
2: He's so tall, he's so tall, he's so tall
4: and pale and, and nice. He's like, He's like a, a, nice, a nice vampire on TV. Now, we had a great time. As you would expect, the highlight was meeting DJ Khaled. Because when you think ghost of Ghost to Paul Revere, you obviously think DJ Khaled. We're going to have a remix coming
1: out.
4: Could you imagine that shit?
2: Conversation's pretty hard, though, because he only says his name. That's <laughs> true.
4: He's like a Pokemon. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get off track. This song is called Montreal.
3: Remember how we used to be when love for us was so damn easy. Then one day it turned. We Shake these trembling shake do you cry when you hold alone you scream my to show you how little bird if you show me home he bones feel holiday trembling shake you grow when you all alone can he scream my to show you how little bird you show me home he bones feel holiday trembling shake you cry when you all alone can you scream my lot to show you how little bird of you show me home
4: Let's give it up to Treehouse Sanctum one more time, y'all. Those guys were awesome. Anytime you see uh, kind of a rock and roll outfit, have somebody with a trumpet. Like, oh boy, this is going to be too cool. That's why we had to step our game up a notch tonight. Everybody wore hats except for Max, because <laughs> Max normally wears hats. You gotta zag when they think you're gonna zig. That's right, guy. Keep you guys chasing me. Yep. <laughs> Chase Max. <laughs> what
5: are you gonna do tomorrow? <laughs>
3: Would you take me back to the water? If this leaks, would you take me back? I'm chained to by the west, brain Praying the levee's gonna break Just burn my home and take all my things Send me to the Lord above Cause I know on the day that the judgment come Sure hell I'm not going home.
2: Paul Revere from Portland, Maine. Thank you for having us again here in beautiful Denver, Colorado. We love it here. It's like a second home now. It's awesome. We're going to play you one last song. Thanks for coming out tonight. It's beautiful. Weather held off. Sun was out not too long, so I can going to get sunburned. We're actually going to sing you a song uh, by a rock band. This is a song called Bob O'Reilly. I tell you, there was a very awesome lightning bolt back there a little while ago. It's gone now, hasn't happened for a long time, so we're safe. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to frighten the crowd. Do <laughs> you guys mind if we play some songs we love? Is that cool? Alright. Cool. We got a chance uh, this fall to see John Pride riding around in a golf cart. might have been the happiest moment of my life. And I have a kid. Just kidding. I really don't. <laughs> To sing a John Prine song if that's cool.
3: Just give me one thing.
4: to look at. He was a free rambling man. But that was a long time. No matter
3: In the morning I'll be dead and gone for good Cause this ship is sinking past the West and answer to whether or not everyone is truly alone. What bird has flown and this ship has some Man, time Yeah, this is the end. Cuz this ship is sinking past the whiskey. Give me my last cigarette. Tell my friends that I love them. Oh my friends, this is the end, this is the
0: end.
6: Tonight's session is being interpreted into Spanish. Sam and Alejandro, would you please introduce yourself and let our viewers know how to enable translation on their devices?
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you for having us. Hello, everyone. This is Sam Guzman with the CLC, and along with my colleague Alejandro, we will be interpreting today's meeting into Spanish. I'll now give the instructions in Spanish on how to access interpretation. Buenas tardes a todos. Mi nombre es Samuel Guzman. Con la CLC, y juntamente con mi colega Alejandro, estaremos interpretando la reunión de hoy al español. Si deseas escuchar la reunión en español, simplemente vaya al icono de globo en su pantalla que dice interpretación. Seleccione ese botón y de ahí seleccione su idioma preferido, en este caso, español. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much.
6: Thank you, Sam. Before reconvening our regular meeting, Council provides a half hour general public comment session to hear from the public on city matters, except for when scheduled for a legally required public hearing. To maximize time for resident comment, council will not offer comments or responses from the dais. Council or staff may contact speakers following their comment if they raise matters that lend themselves to follow up. For those participating in person when called upon, please come to the podium on the monitor on the wall. You'll see your time counting down. For those participating virtually when called upon, please wait until our host promotes you to speaker. When you are promoted, please accept that promotion. Turn on your camera if you have one and your microphone. All speakers should begin their remarks by telling council your name, and you will have three minutes to speak. Please refrain from profane or obscene speech, direct your comments to council as a whole, and refrain from individual or personal attacks, including disparaging other speakers' motives. We will start um, in chambers with Ty Beldock. Is Ty online? No. Okay. We will go to Jenny Merrigan.
7: Um, Thank you, my name is Jenny Merrigan and I am from Scholars Unlimited and Scholars Unlimited is an out of school time program um, that provides Denver youth after school and summer programming. And I am here um, as we are in the season of gratitude, just to come and say thank you to city council for um, the work that you've been doing of learning about out of school time, coming and supporting us. I wanna do a special thank out to uh, Councilman Flynn and Cashman who visited our programs. I want to say thank you to Councilwoman Romero Campbell for making sure, <laughs> for signing the proclamation for lights on after school. Um, and thank you to all the council members that have sat with my colleagues, uh, visited their sites and seen all the work that we do in out of school times, because out of school is important. And you know what, it also works. Um, so just to share a little bit from our organization, this summer we had a six week summer program and we saw a 61% increase in fluency um, of kids that attended 20 days or more in a six week summer program. As important, we saw 94% of our kids made friends during our program and 87% enjoyed reading over the summer. 87% of young K through five kids enjoyed reading in the summer our for program. So all I really wanna do is I do have one ask and it's for you to continue the support that you're already giving to our field. Um, And you can do that by making sure that you uh, go out and see a site, have another one of those conversations. Um, I invite you to visit my sites. I love talking about them at any point, but there's one in every one of the districts that you're in and so please make a time to go visit them, have a conversation, talk to one of the youth that are out there, um, because really our job is to support the youth in Denver so that they can make this city better, and I believe they can without a school time program. So that's all I have to say, thank you. Um, Enjoy your holiday season.
6: Thank you very much. Our next speaker in chambers is Joseph Drexler.
8: Good evening, Uh, I'm Joe Drexler. I live at 475 West 12th Avenue in uh, District 10 and I've lived in Denver since uh, 1986. I'm here on behalf of the uh, Center for Freedom and Justice, that is one of the many organizations that comprises the Colorado Palestine Coalition. The, the uh, Colorado Palestine Coalition is made up of social activists, religious, Jewish, and Palestinian groups that are supporting rights for, for Palestinians. Uh, We have appeared before you several times uh, talking about the upcoming conference of the Jewish National Fund, which is uh, only two weeks away. And so we thought it was important to come again and remind you of this conference and its uh, significance, especially to those in the uh, Palestinian community. Uh, We sent you letters, and we've also met with several of you to educate you about the role of the uh, Jewish National Fund. The Jewish National Fund has played a primary role in carrying out ethnic cleansing, settler colonialism, similar to what happened to Native Americans in the uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th century in the United States, and uh, apartheid in Palestine. Uh, conditions created by the Jewish National Fund are clearly linked to the current war in Gaza. They're, they're actually in, inseparable. Uh, you can expect that there will be mass protests and other actions at or near the Denver Convention Center where the uh, Jewish National Fund Conference uh, will be held. Uh, you probably know that there have been tens of thousands of people largely young people in the street, uh, protesting uh, against the uh, U.S. policy in Palestine. They have been uh, actively protesting and demanding a ceasefire. Uh, So far, uh, 13,000 Palestinians have been killed, 5,500 children, and 3,500 women. Uh, Many organizations, including the Center for Constitutional Rights in the U.S., have called the attacks on homes, schools, and hospitals as genocide. Many other organizations have said the same thing. Uh, As representatives of Denver's working people, your voice is vitally important, given the fact that Colorado's congressional delegation has opposed the ceasefire, uh, which has continued the the bombing, the killing, the destruction of of Gaza.
6: Thank you very much. That's your three minutes. Okay. You ran out of time. Thank you very much. We'll pass a
8: resolution uh, in support of the We've got to move on, sir. Thank you. All right.
6: Our next speaker is joining us on Zoom,
9: Heather Weldon. Hi, thank you for having me this evening. My name is Heather Weldon. I'm a resident of District 8. Um, I'm here today to voice my concerns about the saturation of non-congregate and permanent supporting housing units being pushed through at a breakneck pace into district eight. It is too much, too fast. And we as a collective North Park Hill and Central Park communities are begging for you to reconsider how this plan is being rolled out. Everyone knows we cannot do nothing about the homeless crisis. And I'm positive that everyone in our district was completely supportive of the program had it been implemented with the parameters of no one district will bear a disproportionate share of the burden and yet here we are with 500 plus units of one kind or another being piled into not just one district but within one square mile of each other to the council members not in district eight it feels like we're being taken advantage of and it also feels like our Councilwoman Lewis and her huge heart who just wants to get these individuals off the street is also being taken advantage of not only is our district being front-loaded with these units but the plan with the navigation center as I understand it is to bus individuals from other micro communities into our community on a daily basis to gain access to wraparound services I'm sorry but this has all the makings of a disaster written all over it we already have fusion housing being run by CCH, which I realize is not part of a house, house 1000, but it is not a shining example of how this program should be run. We also have a handful of units being utilized at Comfort Inn, also not a great example so far. There is a business park made up of small businesses sandwiched between the Comfort Inn and the Best Western Properties. Most of those units are owned, not leased. Those business owners have poured their life savings into their businesses, only to likely have them destroyed by decisions that were completely out of their hands. For any of you that think this is NIMBYism, it is not. We are more than willing to bear our share of being a part of this program. But the way it is being rolled out is just not right. We need to take a moment and reflect how you would feel if your community that you had spent the last 20 years building a life in, if this was where you had been raising your family for the past 20 years and watching it within literally weeks being torn apart around you. What you are doing is not right. We as a collective Central Park and Park Hill community are asking and begging you to please slow down these plans. Please, can we do one and work towards getting it right and then add more at a measured pace I understand the appeal, they're turnkey, they're cheap and they're available, but none of this makes it the right thing to do for our city, the homeowners, the business owners, or the residents that are gonna be in these properties. I appreciate your consideration and in looking at slowing these properties down.
6: Thank you very much. Our next speaker on Zoom is Rachel
5: Ferris. Honorable members of the city council, my name is Rachel Ferris and I live in District 8 in the Central Park neighborhood. I'm here to express my growing concerns regarding the impact of the house 1000 initiative plans for hotel conversions on my community. The initial promise of shared responsibility across the city to address homelessness seemed very promising. Microhousing sites initially included in the plan are now being withdrawn or deemed unviable leading to an unequal distribution of the burden with district eight being asked to bear a disproportionate load. There are now four high density hotel conversion sites in district eight all within roughly a mile of each other With just three of these sites, the Best Western Doubletree and Stay Inn, District 8 will be the location of more than half of the units that are part of the House 1000 plan. This does not include the Comfort Inn, which is already being operated as a shelter despite not being zoned for this use. This site has another 138 units. Our Neighborhood Association, Central Park United Neighbors has been actively seeking a meeting with our representative and the mayor to discuss a comprehensive plan along the Quebec Street corridor for our communities. Each meeting held in our district about the house 1000 initiative has been to discuss a single site without regard to the cumulative impact of having over a thousand people. In situations of real struggle concentrated in one area this lack of engagement leaves our concerns unaddressed and our community feeling excluded from the decision making process. I'm asking the city to prioritize a transparent and well communicated plan, not just for immediate implementation, but for sustained success. Just four days ago, a KDVR report revealed that the Denver auditor's office found alarming safety concerns in 14 of 21 affordable housing sites inspected. The report included findings of human or pet waste, broken windows, pest and and pest infestations. According to that same report, the Department of Housing Stability is disputing the auditor's findings. This does not engender trust. The mayor's office and Councilperson Lewis are asking our community for an enormous amount of trust. We already have safety concerns. 911 response times are unacceptable. I understand funding has been allocated for additional police and star program personnel, but those hires have not yet been made and we have no way of knowing if they will be given the difficulty in staffing police departments across the nation. In conclusion, while I remain supportive of addressing homelessness in our city and in our community, I implore the city council to take swift action to address these multifaceted concerns. A fair distribution of the burden across all districts, transparent long-term plans, Accountability structures are imperative to ensure the success, sustainability and safety of our community and the unhoused people we are aiming to support. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you very much. Our next speaker, we do not
6: find on Zoom, Mike Walters. Is he in chambers? Okay. Our next speaker is Jennifer Dillon. Is Jennifer on Zoom? No, okay, our next speaker is Holly Hall, is Holly on Zoom? No? Our next speaker in chambers is Craig Arfston.
10: All right, thank you very much. My name is Craig Arfston. I just want to thank you all for being there. My little bit of involvement in politics takes a lot of time and energy, and I appreciate what you are all doing here, so thank you. It's evident from the mayor's actions that he is intentionally taking shortcuts with the permitting process to meet his campaign promise of fast-tracking 1,000 high-risk individuals into housing by the end of the year. The future success of these micro communities will be dependent on how well these micro communities are managed and accepted by the surrounding neighborhood. These communities will house high-risk individuals suffering from severe addiction and mental illness, the mayor along with the assistance of a sympathetic zoning administrator are ignoring the intent of the Denver zoning code 111117 by placing high risk communities into residential neighborhoods without addressing the legitimate concerns of the neighborhood has expressed around health safety and the overall well-being of the surrounding community. The surrounding neighborhoods have expressed their concerns but the mayor is not listening. The mayor's actions should be a concern to all council members. It is in every council person's interest to make sure the zoning process is being followed. All of you want to help the homeless. I recognize that. If adequate measures are not taken to protect the surrounding neighborhoods, then these micro communities will fail and the people you're trying to help will be back on the street and no one wants that. The intent of the Denver zoning code is to promote continued economic development while mitigating the potential for adverse impacts on surrounding properties surrounding residential uses and neighborhoods and the physical environment. Accommodate the special housing needs of segments of the resident population while balancing those needs with the neighborhood's interest in notification and public input. In approving a use permit, the zoning administrator is currently not required to address neighborhood concerns in her final decision. The actual Denver zoning code uses the word May. This needs to be changed from May to in making a final decision the zoning administrator is required to consider the following relevant stakeholder comments and applicant commitments documented during the community information meeting and whether the proposal will interfere with the reasonable use and enjoyment of adjacent conforming properties steps you can take i'm asking that you meet with the zoning administrator and ask her how the permitting process will address the valid concerns of the surrounding neighborhoods. <laughs> The council needs to hold a vote to specifically communicate to the community planning and development department that they follow the stated intent of the Denver Zoning Code and require the permitting process to address the concerns of the surrounding neighborhoods. The mayor would like you to think his emergency declaration allows him to do what he wants, but it does not. The mayor's emergency declaration does not meet the requirements of a disaster emergency as defined in the Denver Zoning Code. Homelessness does not result from natural causes or is a cause of human origin. Homelessness is not an unexpected event. Denver has been dealing with the issue since 2005.
6: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate. Our next speaker in chambers is James Holmes.
11: Thank you uh, to the council uh, for letting me speak. My name is James Holmes. I'd like to discuss House 1000, getting concentrated in District 8, where I live with my wife and where we're expecting our first child in the spring. Let me share a story. This past weekend, I was hiking a 13 or to train for an upcoming volunteer trip. As I neared the summit after five hours of thinking about House 1000, I was so stressed out that I had an asthma attack and nearly died. As a volunteer wilderness first responder, I'll tell you that a blocked airway is literally the most urgent life threat in the backcountry. Luckily, I survived. To put this in perspective, I hike almost every weekend. And the last time I had an asthma attack like that, I was halfway up Mount Everest stressing about getting crushed by an ice block. Why was I so stressed out now on House 1000? I was afraid. I was afraid of rapid change. I was afraid of the unknown. The mayor's original plan made sense to me. Spread the shelters across the city. And I didn't think much more about it. I learned recently that instead of spreading out, most of the shelters would be concentrated in District 8. This was a big, scary surprise. I hope you'll acknowledge this fear is a valid feeling. Fear can motivate. I've since read the House 1000 website and it sounds like a promising plan. Urban camping is a serious public health issue for all city stakeholders. Now my biggest fear is that House 1000 fits. I wanna help Denver succeed. There's so many shelters going into District 8 now that I have trouble keeping track of them. We already have the Fusion Studios on Quebec, House 1000 wanted to add the Best Western on Quebec, as well as the stay-in on 38th Ave. Now the city's also converting the Doubletree on Quebec and the Comfort Inn on Quebec. I think concentrating the shelters in one area is a bad idea, but if you're going to do it, I hope you make sure you're solving the problem and not just moving the problem. House 1000 says new shelters won't negatively impact their communities. With the rapid addition of new shelters in District 8, I can already tell you that's false. I often ride the bike paths instead of driving so I have time to observe changes across the neighborhood. I've seen the impacts firsthand. If you're not aware of them, then people need to report them more, me included, and I'll be glad to take you on a bike tour. I see more urban camping in District 8, not less. I see more trash in the environment, more panhandling, more loitering at retail stores. I see people feel less safe going to our stores. I see people, police having to respond more to our stores. The city needs to remedy this or else pause opening any more shelters in District 8. If District 8 is going to lead on this initiative, then the city needs to mitigate impacts here first. District 8 needs to look like the model for other districts, not the cautionary tale. I want to commend the city for seeking to stop urban camping. (laughs) If you keep focusing shelter space in District 8, I ask you to please take our community impact seriously and urgently mitigate it or else Please stop opening shelters here.
6: Thank you. Thank you very much. Our next speaker in chambers is Ashley Garrett.
12: We have to stop allowing money to dictate how we get to live. Life will not get any better than this unless we make our system change, making the system help the people and the people and the people help the land that holds us all we the people have to know what will bring us together and that is we are human beings and we the people need to find the common grounds for our people which at the end of the day people need the very same thing a safe place to live and a path that is obtainable i have to know the system i work for is doing right by my people and it is not you have people who are barely making it in this world with daily struggles while also witnessing our surrounding communities fall there is no reason for this and everybody has to blame somebody But i refuse to point the finger at anybody and so i will blame this system and doing so i know the way to get our people a little bit of peace in their life which is bringing the cost of living down i can stand here and say stop partaking in these wars as i have already said we need to put the weapons down if i were going to send people anywhere why not send them life and people who are willing to help bring life to the people because i should not be seeing children drinking water out of mud holes ever you can Send tanks, you can send mobile homes and such. They are a part of our human species. My heart goes out to them and it has to reach them and that will only happen when we can come together and do the impossible starting here. I thank God for having us being here because I had no breast milk. I had to use formula which was a big problem when we had a formula shortage. But if I were were where those poor families are drinking water out of mud holes, I would not have been able to feed my baby. I have to help them. We have to help them. And that will only help. That will only happen when money will no longer control how we get to help our people. Where do any of you in this room or even listening in see us in 100 years, no 50 years? I am truly scared if life continues this way. I am, and so are the ones that I have asked face to face. Again, I have to make sure the system I am working for is doing right by my people, and I mean all of my people that are on this planet before I start working for money because God said so people are talking about there are no american there's no american dream in order but this is mine that one day we will be able to get to live as equal human beings who know that our system requires work and in order for us to be functional but our system is not functioning it's barely making it and it's time our system gives us the life that is not full of distress only a new way of life where money doesn't dictate how we get to care for our people no more doctors healing people with specific insurance that is crap if you're a doctor, you heal those who come to you, those you see ill. We have had serious illnesses causing our people to drop and we need change. And maybe one day we can share our knowledge with the world and become the real help our people need. No more dying plants in stores. I hate that, especially when our city could use some life to it. I do not, I do not want to even ask our food companies how much food gets thrown out because it goes bad, which is why I'm pleading to the people just like I pled to God to please know we deserve more than what we are getting because of money. Stop blaming people for the division that money keeps us in. Thank you very much,
6: that's your time. Whether you you are on
12: the side or we can just print money or the side, there is not enough Ashley, Thank
6: you very much.
12: Our next speaker in chambers is Robert Bailey. Thank
6: you
13: for having me, I appreciate it very much quote quote show us your budget and i will tell you what you value, what your values are every time that you give money to a business you are taking money from the employees of that business and giving that money to the owners of that business no matter the size of that business quote show us your budget and i will tell you what your values are if you want more money for the budget first and foremost reduce the debt Debt will take twice as much money or three times as much money. Debt always dilutes a budget. If you cannot afford it, how does spending twice as much and three times as much help the situation? You say we need more money. Of course, you need more money because debt will dilute and deplete the budget. Paul, you say, quote, to the voters for another pool of money. Another pool of money, really. Every dollar of government debt represents political greed greedy policy presented as democracy. You say that in your 50 years of work pertaining to this government, that this budget has more pressure on it than any previous budget that you have ever seen. Yet at the same time, during a city council meeting to deal with this budget, you receive 30 seconds of actual and real protest, less than one single minute of actual and real protest for the toughest budget in 50 years. You should be so lucky. Stephanie Adams arrives to this chamber, stands at this podium, and begins to tell the Denver City Council that we will need to evict another 2,300 families from their home, 2,300 families from their home in order to placate Moody's Corporation at Seven World Trade Center, the epicenter of all financial greed. The first amendment guarantees the right to free speech. And this was intended so that citizens could speak their message to the government without the government trying to silence the voice of dissent. You said that my message has quote, nothing to do with the first amendment. My message has everything to do with the first amendment. As a government official, you do not like my message. This is exactly what the first amendment is all about. What you said, Paul makes no sense, none. What you said is the exact opposite of federal law. What you said is exactly not true. The problem here is that you do not like my message. Every dollar of government debt represents political greed. Greedy policy presented as democracy. Punch down all you want, but if you do punch down, you should at least try to be accurate. What you said was a lie. Thank you very much.
6: Thank you, our next speaker in chambers is Shannon Hoffman.
14: Hello, my name is Shannon Hoffman, I live in District 10. Um, Thank you all very much for your work on the budget um, to get us rental assistance um, and all the work that you're doing however i'm here to express my disappointment that we have not yet heard from this body um, about the upcoming jewish national fund conference that will be happening at the convention center Um, as you heard from mr drexler um, this is a genocide that is happening um, and it weighs very heavily on my conscience and i know that it weighs very heavily on yours i know that you are dealing with a lot of issues um, And people all over the world deserve the right to be at home. They deserve the right to feel safe. We know that because that's what you're working on here. Uh, But this issue isn't super far away. Um, it's, It's actually, and there's a lot of interconnected parts. So right one happening right downtown in the convention center that we pay for it's very likely that um, our police will be providing security Um, it's happening right there Um, additionally uh, many of you when the allied security contract came up or people that worked on this campaign um, around justice for rivera sinette Um, You may know that Allied Security is one of the biggest um, security companies in the world. It purchased G4S, which runs um, the Israeli checkpoints that control um, the people in Gaza, their ability to go in and out. Basically, we take the training from Israel and we deploy it here Um, on our people. That's why people in Ferguson were getting messages from people in Palestine about how to resist and keep themselves healthy and safe um, during the Black Lives Matter movements. Um, So I hope that you can see how interconnected this is. It's not very far away. It's right here. Um, And I know that um, that Speaking out against this is considered politically unaliving yourself, Um, but I just want you to consider this quote from Zeba Blay. There is nothing to be afraid of, or rather whatever fear you may have of repercussions and consequences, losing opportunities or losing friends, pales in comparison to the fear of cowering in the darkness, hungry and thirsty, the sound of bombs in the distance getting closer, and closer and closer. So I hope that you will think about um, holding your babies. I think about holding my cousin, my sister, when I was seven years old, and think about holding your baby and a bomb is coming toward you. And you have the opportunity right now to speak out against that. So that history will know that people spoke out against genocide in these chambers. Thank you.
6: Thank you very much. And our next speaker will be Amy Beck.
15: made it in america um hey um i'm amy beck i am in council of district 7. i'm here tonight to speak about children that are living on the streets and uh, i want to start by saying that you know in the past we were able to get children off of the streets we were able to call the connection center um, they would take children and put them into hotel rooms right away and so that was never a concern of ours we knew that children got off the streets that's not the case anymore that wait list at the connection center just continues to grow and grow Uh, the last time that i checked on that list it had 180 families on it those are families that are from our existing homeless population that was already here and so i'm also here to talk about the uh, homeless families that are being turned out of the migrant shelters. So we have fa- families being turned out from districts uh, one, eight, nine, and soon 11. And so um, we have one very large camp in council district one. Um, and I really appreciate the response by city council. I know you all care, and I see that, and I appreciate that. So um, The city did put those families back into the hotel on friday not all families went back in for various reasons and so as of today we have 120 adults and 20 children that are still living in that camp i just want to remind everyone that we're coming up on a four-day holiday weekend um the city is going to be off we have a severe weather event that is coming probably on friday and uh, i just ask that the city be prepared to help the folks not only in the district one camp but also in the camps that are in all of the other districts if you haven't had a chance to go out and visit the encampments or the shelters that are in your district i would invite you to do that and to talk to folks there they are very motivated people Uh, They really want to work, and they are working, and they are finding paths. This community has really come together, and we've gone from just a small group of people that are advocating for the unhoused to thousands of people advocating for the unhoused. It has been a beautiful thing, and it's continuing to grow. So if you haven't visited and seen the encampments that are in your district, um, I would love to go with you and talk to the folks there see why they're living under bridges and living in tents and i just ask that we collectively do something to figure out how to remove children from the streets thank Thank you you. very much that concludes our general public comment
6: session Um, if we did not get to you today please join us next week or submit your comments in writing next session will be on monday november 27th senate begins at 11 a.m friday